0: Pulled from the hottest topics coming across our news desk, I'm Elissa Branch, and this is Housing Wire Daily. Today's episode continues the Women of Influence miniseries and features an interview with Ojo Labs' Chief Marketing Officer, Karen Starnes. During the interview, Karen shares some insight into real estate technology and the importance of mentorship in the industry. But before we listen, here's a brief word from our sponsor.
1: Finance of America Companies provides lending solutions for every phase of life. With a proven ability to innovate towards evolving needs and an unwavering focus on the customer first, last, and always, Finance of America Companies empowers borrowers with a diverse suite of services in traditional and reverse mortgages, commercial real estate loans, home improvement, and more. Visit www.financeofamerica.com to learn how Finance of America is pushing dreams forward and find opportunities to join their incredible team. That's financeofamerica.com. Finance of America Companies is an equal opportunity employer.
0: Hi, I'm Brennan Nath, HW Plus Managing Editor here at Housing Wire. I'm excited to continue our Woman of Influence podcast miniseries featured on Housing Wire Daily. Right now, I'm thankful to have Karen Starnes. She's the CMO, so Chief Marketing Officer at Ojo Labs with me. First off, thank you so much, Karen, for joining me. Brenna, thanks so much for having me. And I know at the time of filming this, we're leaning into a holiday weekend. So I just wanted to give an extra thank you for joining me. I think the world, the mortgage industry, even outside of us, are busy to kind of just celebrate and eat some barbecue.
2: Absolutely. It sounds like we've uh, all got great weekends planned ahead.
0: What's, what I'm extra excited about so, the heart behind this podcast mini series is to really spotlight our women of influence over the years, kind of looking back at our winners in 2020, maybe even the ones in 2019, and see what has changed since then. What are they passionate about? What are the impact they're having in the industry? But what's notable about you that I'm excited to highlight is you are also part of our inaugural group of marketing leaders, which we just announced at the beginning of this month in July 2021. So not only are you a 2020 House and Wire woman of influence, but you're also a 2021 Housing Wire marketing leader. So congrats on both of those fronts. Thank you so much. I'm really
2: appreciative of Wire's recognition of my leadership.
0: For most of these profiles, for those listening, I've been reading through the kind of description of their 2020 Women of Influence profile, just to give you a, a brief kind of highlight of what they've been doing. But since Karen was just announced for this Marketing Leaders Awards, I thought I'd kind of read a little bit of that one just to see some of the latest things that she's done. As Chief Marketing Officer of Ojo Labs, Karen Starnes has transformed the fast-growing brand into a real estate powerhouse that offers deeply personalized experience from home buying and selling through Ojo Labs' impressive growth over the last year, Starnes has made an impact on multiple fronts, including bringing the company vision to life, rapidly expanding its customer base to millions of new consumers, and increasing brand presence within the broader real estate industry. So that's a small nutshell of what you've been up to. I'll go ahead and kind of get more into that in our question. So the first one that I wanted to ask for those who don't know your background, this first question touches on your background. To start, you have 20 plus years of experience building two of the biggest names in consumer tech. You have experience at Amazon and Microsoft. Over the years, many have commented on the state of technology in the mortgage industry and the housing industry versus technology and other industries, highlighting kind of how far the housing industry is behind some of these other tech companies, From your perspective, especially including your background at Microsoft and Amazon, where does the industry stand now? And what would you want those listening to know?
2: Yeah, I do think there's a lot we can can learn from other industries. I I would say, you know, essentially tech, e-commerce, services like Uber and DoorDash, they've changed consumer experience and their expectations really across all industries. If we kind of look within ourselves as consumers, our last best experience really sets the bar for all other experiences. And while I personally think we're a long way from one-click home buying being anything, maybe than a novelty, I think there are lessons that we can take away from these other industries like customer obsession, understanding the consumer's jobs to be done. What are they actually trying to do? People aren't Typically, looking for tech, they're looking for an outcome, right? You want a new home or you want a mortgage. Tech may support that. Um, Also, looking at all the different ways that that people want to interact with brands, where do you want a live person? Where might you want um, a chat bot or AI AI supported tool? Those are those are things that we can learn from our own consumer experiences and that we can draw uh, from from a broader set of industries. That's great insight, especially
0: I know, Ojo Labs, you're based in Austin, correct?
2: We are. That's right.
0: I know that that is a tech hub right there, which leads right into kind of my next question for you. Um, You are in a tech hub down there in Austin, focused on the real estate space. What are some innovative ways that you'd want people to know about that real estate is helping pushing that envelope or on the cutting edge of technology that maybe people don't realize is happening in the tech space, in the real estate tech space?
1: Yeah.
2: And I would say, I mean, we all kind of live every day the obvious things around kind of access to listings and data and mortgage insights and and the sheer amount of information that consumers can kind of search for and glean on their own. I would say the, the pandemic really accelerated some of those kind of digital tools that help consumers kind of move for, further on their journey. Um, yet you can look at the flip side of that to say like, okay, has it, complicated the journey in some respects. Now there are so many offerings out there and I'd submit that, that the industry really has yet to offer a solution that provides consumers with a guidance to navigate all of those aspects of a complicated real estate landscape. That's part of what Ojo is, is trying to do is help people navigate while looking at like, what are those barriers that lock many people out of out of home ownership. So guidance is a big one. Where am I starting and where am I trying to get to? What is my path, not just a path or the path, because there's no single way to, to achieve their goals and, and meeting people where they are and providing the guidance that helps them navigate their unique journey is something that I think tech, which supports kind of human experts is, is something that we can expect to see more and more of.
0: Guidance is a great word for it. We focus a lot, obviously, at Wire on B2B, but we've really been expanding into that consumer industry and what they're looking for in guidance, education. And that makes sense so much to kind of feed right into the tech world of how they can come alongside each other and help that consumer and help that journey. Ojo Labs is no stranger to our Housing Wire Award programs. We've had a handful of winners at Ojo Labs, and this is kind of switching gears, looking more into you know, the development, how we're growing the next generation of leaders. How have you seen Ojo develop and grow leaders? And what advice would you share when it comes to growing a company? Since, you know, looking at your guys' past award winners from, I mean, at HousingWire, you were growing like this amazing leadership base um, of people that are t- changing the landscape. So what advice would you share when it comes to growing those leaders and growing a company?
2: I would say... Ojo Labs is one of the best places I've ever worked and the the leadership across the entire company uh, is really excellent. And I think part of what anchors us is a sense of purpose. And, and you hear that a lot of like people wanting to, you know, have a great job, but understand that they're contributing at a higher level kind of to society, to some of the bigger issues and challenges. And... And Ojo's sense of purpose really permeates everything from our culture to our ways of working. Our focus really is to level the playing field for home buyers and sellers. There's what you could call a happy path for a subset of people, right? I've got a good credit rating, I've got the down payment, I have a neighborhood I'm interested in, and there are good options there, and it's affordable those are the those are the easier ones right it's a complicated journey but the outcome is is um pretty likely and so for us we're looking at how can we help people who have more of those barriers and and may not have great credit or may not have grown up in a family where, of homeowners right not even really understand like what that path looks like and we've always been focused on helping guide homeowners and, and help them make better decisions. Uh, the racial reckoning last summer really inspired us to, to take a closer look, to really double down on that and to say, what role can we play in helping people tackle the barriers that get in their way? And that conversation and the actions that we've taken within the company, I think really has, um, fueled us in a brand new way and, and helped us
0: kind of rise to that next level that, uh, of performance. Um, looking at the words, I, housing wars editorial team is actively involved in a lot of those award programs and kind of re- reviewing each one. And you do see that throughout those profiles is that kind of banding together around a common cause or, you know, mission. Moving on, another key part of developing leaders is mentorship. And, you know, how can, you know, not only do you grow as a leader, but also kind of sending that elevator back down. How do we grow the next generation of leaders? So what are your thoughts on the importance of mentorship? This is such a
2: juicy topic, and I'm really glad that you brought it up. I look at mentorship and say, it's table stakes now. It's not optional. And I know a bunch of people, men and women that right now aren't in active mentoring relationships. So I think one of the things is for us to think about kind of our our own personal paths and say like, okay, mentorship is something that we need to factor in. It's not something, you know, icing on the cake. It's really core. Um, And we we all need mentoring, a sounding board, a skills coach, trusted advice, somebody that you can go to for guidance. you mentioned earlier kind of the length of my career i've had the opportunity to be a mentee and a mentor for many years and i've gotten so much out of it really on both sides of the equation when you're mentoring someone crystallizing your own thoughts and perspective is such a huge benefit of of helping coach someone through their own career path and decisions and and really you can inspire people to achieve their own greatness. And so the rewards of of being a mentor is is, is pretty huge. And I'm an active mentor today. I uh, mentor two social entrepreneurs, one who has an enterprise in Nigeria, the other in, in Mexico, and a little bit closer to home. Um, I've got a tight relationship with the University of Texas. I'm a lecturer there and an incoming board chair for the Masters of Science in marketing programs. So I mentor a lot of students kind of in the process of them discovering their own path. What do they do with this brand new degree that they're they're closing out on? And, and how do they, in most cases, how do they begin their journey as, as marketers?
0: I was listening to a clubhouse thing a while ago, and I thought it was interesting. It was like um, on women kind of finding a mentor and they have this practical comment in there about how people almost have to have like don't forget to have an open door to accepting mentees. Do you have any yeah. tangible tips there? I did want to kind of an additional question to that, like anything that you found like conversations of like directly asking someone to be a mentor to also just having fluid, flexible mentorship with people to asking like how do how do you actually we talk about mentorship, but how do you get a mentor? Yeah,
2: I I love the topic of mentorship versus how do you get a mentor? And let me unpack that a little bit, because I think identifying someone of like, I want this enduring relationship can feel very daunting. Sending a LinkedIn request or an email or asking for an intro to someone to have a conversation, that's a pretty low bar. And this will be dangerous to say on a podcast, but I try to take every single meeting of someone that reaches out to me. Um, Because if I have something to offer them on their journey, you know, I want to be able to, to do that. And so I think for potential mentees, think about it as take a step. If there's something there where there's kind of the the possibility of working together over time, or kind of the skill set and the needs really aligned, you're going to find that out in one or two conversations, but you don't have to kind of go into this of like, I need to find a mentor, you know, that's going to be with me for months or years. It's like, get into mentoring conversations of, you know, I see that you've got the skill set, Karen, you know, you've done a lot of branding work, right? People come to me on that. You know, I'd love to have a conversation with you about X. And, and if you can be specific in your request to someone of how their background fits what you're interested in, whether that's career path or skill set, um, you know, in in my experience, people are really receptive to that. And you're going to get more yeses than, than noes.
0: I like that end piece. I've never thought about like when you are sending that request, I think to your point, it can seem daunting if you take that out of the equation and really just boil it down and then do that practical tip at the end that you mentioned of here's what you have. I'm looking to go into this and this is why I want to talk to you specifically. So it narrows it down to, are you just, you know, reaching out to every female executive out there versus no, you specifically have this history and I've done my research I've looked into your profile and, you know, I'm I'm willing, I'm very curious to, to learn more type thing. Who are the women that you look up to in or out of this space or like kind of, how did you craft, you know, that's who I want to be. Mm -hmm,
2: mm -hmm. I would say, you know, fully transparent as for women inside the industry, that's an area I need to invest in, you know, coming out of tech and just two years in our industry, I really haven't established the deep relationships with women leaders in in real estate. Outside of it, Ojo, where I'm really thrilled to work alongside some great women in RELT. But a few key women come to mind for me in my journey. Um, Mitch Matthews is... um, Really, the first woman executive that I reported to, um, she was CMO of Microsoft. This was about ten years ago. So, so you know, when I look back at the at kind of my career trajectory, there are really meaningful moments, and and working with Mitch was one of those. I learned a lot from her. She had kind of this really amazing, I'll call it alchemy of praise and critical feedback to get the most out of people, and the time that she said to me karen you're not leading um you know a it was a punch in the gut but but really it was the first occasion i think in my whole career that i'd gotten that kind of heart stopping feedback versus like you're doing great keep doing it um she was shining a light on my shadows and that was really a significant moment for me and has been instructive in the long term and and Hats on the back are great, and a lot of people of us, right, um, thrive from kind of having praise and feedback, but having an honest relationship where someone is willing to tell you where you're falling down can be so incredibly powerful. And then then I also briefly just want to mention, you know, a dear friend and college roommate, um, Amy Jones, she's CEO of an architectural and design firm here in Austin, and it's been incredible to be on a 30 year professional journey with somebody, a friend you trust completely, a, 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 an executive, a mom. I mean, there are a lot of things where we've just been able to kind of bounce ideas off each other. And that's something that I would also say as you're developing relationships with peers or mentors, when you find an opportunity to really be holistic in that approach, you, there can be so much unlock and value out of that. I'm a mom, I'm an executive, I've got things that I like to do in life, you know, outside of work and and engaging with people that can kind of help you look at your whole self and be a sounding board around that, you know, I find really, really powerful.
0: To your first point in that list of two, both great. It is true. It is really hard, I think, for some people to give critical feedback. And then we kind of put it in like this, uh, um, this merging of not only, you know, here's what you're doing good, but also here's your growth areas. You're not perfect. <laughs> None of us are perfect, but it can be hard to find that person. Um, and I like that, that kind of tidbit for, as we, I mean, females, males are going in their career looking for, Not just like maybe pausing, like, maybe you know, where are my growth areas? Where are my shadows? To your point, we all every strength comes with a basement, and every strength has its its weakness side to it, you might be super adaptable, but does that mean you're not as grounded in some things you need to be? And how does that reflect into your leadership, which I think is a, a kind of a great piece to kind of resonate on, especially to grow and develop. To wrap, I want to always kind of ask that same question, what, um, you know, the mortgage industry housing can be historically male dominated. What do you think it would take to get more women into this industry and, and why is it important? Yeah, I would, you know, I think you can look at
2: kind of different, different segments of of, of people. If you, if you look at realtors, for example, 64% of realtors in the U S are women, 64% of people in marketing are women. And, and I think where we fall down in many cases is that path to leadership, that tracking forward. And, and while in some cases we've made great strides, I saw a stat recently that said 47% of, of CMOs are women, which is great. Um, there's still ground that we need to to make up. So I would say there's a an opportunity across industries to look at what are we doing to lift up women, not just to bring them in, but to bring them forward. And and I'd love to pause for a minute on the topic of sponsorship. So we we spoke a minute ago about mentorship, which I think is so valuable around self-development. Sponsorship in particular is really saying, how are you championing somebody externally? advocacy, visibility, promotion, those connections. And this is a key place where men in positions of leadership as well as women can be difference makers on somebody's professional path. And where the mentorship really focuses in on that coaching, having a sponsor and knowing the difference, right? Is this person sponsoring me? Am I gonna move along with them? Are they saying, oh, Karen might be great over here you need that too. And so being able to both be a sponsor when you're in a position of power, as well as identifying people that will sponsor you on your career is what's going to kind of change the mix and the shape of organizations.
0: Great. So it's almost to your point of like sponsorship, making sure someone's saying like, Hey, there's a seat at this table. Let's put, you know, so-and-so at it Absolutely. and saying, um, almost giving that like kudos or recognition in a room where maybe people don't know. And I think uh, our other podcast girlfriend, someone made a great point about how women kind of maybe his, aren't as good at bragging about themselves and all their accomplishments. And this really ties right into that about making sure that we don't just say, Oh, you know what? Yeah. Maybe I did do that giant project and pull some of those hours and get creative thinking, but having someone sponsor you and help making sure that that accomplishment is seen and then opening that door for you into the next opportunity. It's a great point because it is, it is different than mentorship. It is a sponsorship.
2: It, It is. And I, and I think that we, to your point, we as individuals can set ourselves up better for that by not undercutting our greatness. Not you know, not caveating something that we've done or a thought we may offer at a, at a table of this may be wrong, or you know no need to preface input and and confidently being able to say, "I have a different point of view." Those are ways that you can help kind of show up in a stronger way, position yourself, you know with a sponsor and and head down that path and and if I might add, because um, this is this is something that I think is so important for us as women to really be mindful of, um, I think there's a really unhealthy reality in many businesses where a woman who's a rising star sees other women as competition. And so instead of lifting them up, that active support isn't there. And... I would just say we, as women need to change our behavior. We've got to reject the idea that other women are our professional competition. We need to bring people along with us on the path to leadership.
0: I like the word you said, like don't undercut your greatness. And that goes right into that of, um, spending a lot of time. Like there's enough room at the table for all of us in different tables and women supporting women, helping them championing them. Um, there's enough room and everyone's unique. So I like that extra kind of touch there. To kind of close this out, I just want to say, Karen, I really appreciate you not only diving into, you know, the, the tech side, the Ojo side, how you guys are developing leaders, how tech is, and Ojo is kind of helping push the envelope. Real estate is kind of making its stake in the tech space, but also diving into mentorship, sponsorship, helping give like this advice to the people listening regardless um, of who they are, just all of this is practical to really anybody. So thank you for kind of sharing your wisdom. And hopefully I'm, I'm excited about our listeners to take this and actually apply this to their career, apply this to their growth. And hopefully some people out there go out and say, okay, what, what can I do to, to implement some of these things in my life?
2: That's great. Yeah. A few calls to action in
0: there. So appreciate the conversation. We love a good call to action. Well, thank you so much, Karen. Appreciate your time and congrats again on being not only a marketing leader, but also woman of
1: influence.
2: Thank you so much.
1: Now more than ever, the housing industry is looking to its leaders for answers. That's why each week, the Housing News Podcast invites a new mortgage, fintech, or real estate executive to the show to provide its listeners with more perspective on the announcements and news stories crossing Housing news desk. Hosted by Sarah Wheeler and produced by Alcina Lloyd, the Housing News Podcast is now available on iTunes, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, and more.